0: What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because we can make progress every day. Today I'm sharing my progress report from Q2 2022. This is a little behind the scenes look at the projects I've been working on and the results from those, what's been going on in my life, some favorite new purchases, what didn't go so well, as well as the best books that have found their way onto my reading list. Ready? Let's do it. Lots going on the last few months, but perhaps the biggest change you probably noticed on the podcast was shifting to two episodes a week instead of just one. This was in response to what I consider the underrated entrepreneurial skill of looking around. By that, I mean paying attention to what's working for other people. When I stopped to look around, I noticed that many, if not most of the other top entrepreneurship podcasts were publishing two, three, four, five times a week. So let's give it a shot. I said, my hypothesis was that the overall audience size would increase, but that the per episode download numbers may decrease. And that's pretty much what happened per pod track, which is P O D T R A C, uh, a tool that I use to estimate this stuff. The estimated audience size grew from 87,000 listeners in March to 104,000 listeners in May, but it came at a cost of decreasing the take rate on some individual episodes 10 to 12%. Now, by doubling the number of available menu items, it makes sense. I think more listeners found an episode that appealed to them and decided to check it out. But on the flip side, like when you're at a buffet with tons of good stuff to choose from, you can't pick everything. So the number of listeners for each individual episode is down slightly. But feedback so far on the extra Monday episodes has uh, been good, so that's encouraging. I plan to keep those going as long as I have content for them. They're usually shorter, uh, sometimes repurposed from video interviews, um, maybe some other YouTube content that I have, and even some reruns from the Side Hustle Show archives, because there's some gold back there that's buried pretty deep under the mountain of new episodes. My hope in that case is to resurface some of those conversations, reintroduce those ideas and those guests to new listeners who maybe weren't tuning in back 2014, 2015, 2016, or whenever they were recorded. Also related to the podcast was some updated cover art, like a lot of things. My branding and cover art has been an evolution over the last nine plus years. Again, looking for patterns at the other top shows, I saw that most, if not all, included the host's pictures on the podcast cover art. My mug hadn't been on the Side Hustle Show cover since 2015. And my reasoning for that was, well, it's not about me. It's about the guests and their stories. But again, paying attention to what's working for other people, I put my smiling face back out there don't have any data to suggest, you know, that helped one way or the other because it was in combination with this doubling of the output. But one thing that we did do for this was screenshot the top business podcasts in Apple Podcasts. And I say we because my wife, Brand helped me with this. And then in PowerPoint, we'd overlay our perspective designs into the mix to see, well, how is that going to look? How is it going to stand out against the other shows? And I've done this for book cover design in the past as well. And in my case, I want to say we saw a lot of oranges and yellows, uh, which was one of the reasons that we went with green on top of, you know, that's kind of been the side hustle nation branding for for years and years. Now some podcast milestones that were hit this quarter, uh, number one was the 500 episode mark. So if you missed episode 500, go check that one out. It features 10 big ideas from the last nine years of hosting the show, hundreds of guest conversations. Certain patterns start to emerge over the long arc of interviews, and I tried to pull out some of the common themes and, and the big picture ideas from those conversations in that episode. So 500 episodes uh, hit the nine-year uh, podcast anniversary, and 20 million lifetime downloads. Big milestones uh, this quarter. Now, lots of podcast-related stuff I'm seeing as I'm going through this list. Another thing was creating a podcast trailer for Spotify. They recommended creating a 60 second spot to showcase to prospective listeners what your show is all about. And it shows it shows like pretty prominently in the Spotify app as you're looking for a new show. Like, oh, you know, I'll check out the trailer. I do this for movies on Disney Plus, Netflix all the time with the kids. Hey, let's check out the trailer. So I spent a morning putting together this promo, which was a ton of fun. Hello, my name is Devin, and I currently make about $4,000 a month playing video games. My name is Matt, and I make a couple hundred bucks a month writing articles on Medium.com.
1: Ronnie Cimbala from Baltimore, Maryland, making about $1,000 a day. The end of the weekend, we have a net profit of three grand.
0: It was doubling my income from my nine-to-five job, and I said, I got to quit.
1: We are Furniture Flippers. And on average, make three to $4,000 a month. Four months, I was able to actually double my salary. $3,500 a day. I was able to make $1,000 in one day. I was afraid to stay where I was. We did $90,000.
0: Success leaves clues. Real people are making real money outside of traditional jobs. The Side Hustle Show shares their stories and the realistic actions you can take to start building your own extra income streams. Follow the Side Hustle Show on Spotify, SideHustleNation.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then how it works is you upload it as an episode to your podcast feed. And in my case, I backdated it a few months so it wouldn't pop up at the top list of people's episodes. And then you select it as your trailer in your Spotify for Podcasters dashboard. It's got around 8,000 downloads so far, so people are playing it, which is cool. And hopefully it results in people wanting to learn more and check out the show. Now, I've actually been using that trailer as a paid ad in other podcasts through the new to me platform called Audrey. It's uh, a U D R Y. It's a marketplace of podcasts where you can buy these promo spots in other shows and they'll show you, well, here's how many downloads they get. Here's the cost to do this. I have spent a little over $300 so far to get in front of an anticipated and expected 40,000 listeners. Now, unfortunately, I don't have any performance data on this podcast. Marketing is hard to track, especially in just an awareness campaign like this, where it's not like, you know, use promo code side hustle and, you know, then you can kind of track it that way. But it seemed like a worthwhile experiment and one that I'll probably continue to play around with. Again, that platform was called Audrey, A-U-D-R-Y. On the blog side of things, I published uh, several new articles, including We did a big list of money memes, we did uh, side hustles for doctors, we did how to make money playing video games, which was an opportunity to embed my interview with uh, Devin, who was making four grand a month, uh, playing video games uh, with kids on OutSchool, we did how to become a wedding officiant, which has the episode with Maria Romano on it, we did a review of neighbor.com, which is Airbnb for storage, how to get paid to store other people's stuff, and a few more uh, different blog articles. And a good chunk of those are already on the first page of Google, even though they were only published a couple months ago, which is really encouraging because I know some people were hit by the latest algorithm update and knock on wood, not seeing any impact from that one way or the other yet. And it's encouraging to know that the SEO process that I follow and that I lay out in the traffic course still works. That was another one of my projects this quarter. I added a few new modules to the traffic course and relaunched it to Side Hustle Nation email subscribers. This was early May. That relaunch coincided with a price increase, so the messaging was, get it now to lock in lifetime access at last year's pricing. That relaunch generated around $2,800 in revenue, which was great. My challenge here is, it's an evergreen course, and it kind of remains a struggle to make evergreen sales, to make consistent sales without some sort of deadline to encourage people to get off the fence. Now, if you have an online business, if you're frustrated with where your traffic is at, check it out, the trafficcourse.com You can use promo code podcast for a special listener only discount. Also on the blog side, I updated my FTC disclosure, which is the little blurb that sits at the top of every uh, blog post on the site. And then I rewrote the disclosure page that it links to as well. That page was something that I hadn't looked at in years, but in looking at it, I was kind of embarrassed by it. It was like this very formal sounding legal jargon that I probably found from some template online. So I replaced that with some plain English on how the site makes money, how affiliate marketing works, and how I vet affiliate partners. And before, the little disclaimer blurb at the top of the blog post, it just said something like, you know, this post may contain affiliate links. Click here. Click here to read our disclosure and learn more, you know, not super helpful, not super explanatory. And, you know, my goal was to make it just like, you know, this one line thing that people wouldn't even really notice. And, you know, that's maybe not going to fly if it ever came under scrutiny. I mean, people might not even know what an affiliate link is or why it matters. So I replaced that. The new version says something like side hustle nation is dedicated to improving your personal profitability to do this, we often partner with companies that share that mission. If you sign up or make a purchase through one of our partners' links, we may receive compensation at no extra cost to you. And then it links to that disclosure page with the updated copy. And credit where credit is due, I drew inspiration from a bunch of different sites, including Dollar Sprout, NerdWallet, Wirecutter, I want to see what these guys are doing like in the big affiliate space, The College Investor, Making Sense of Sense. So... Thanks to uh, everyone listed there for their uh, inspiration. My biggest win of the quarter is coming up right after this. When you're building a business you're passionate about, it's easy to feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. I've totally been there. And if you're doing all the invoicing, accounting, bookkeeping on your own, you're probably spending time on work that you don't love and maybe work that doesn't drive the business forward. That's where our sponsor FreshBooks comes in. It's the award-winning all-in-one accounting solution that saves entrepreneurs and freelancers up to 11 hours a week in the process. That's 11 extra hours that you can spend on client pitches, serving your customers better, or just practicing your craft. From building, sending, and following up on invoices to processing online payments to automatically tracking receipt data for easier expenses, FreshBooks automates and simplifies all of these annoying parts of running your own business. It's also super easy to get up and running, and the famous FreshBooks Rockstar support team is always available to answer your questions try FreshBooks free for 30 days. There's no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle to get started today. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle. And let me know what you're going to do with those extra 11 hours a week. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire... Now, probably my biggest win for the quarter was taking part in the annual BC Stack Bundle Sale. BC is blogging concentrated, and they've been doing this for eight or nine years. I've been a part of it just for the last couple. And the reason is I'm personally just a fan of these types of offers. I don't know. They appeal to my frugal nature. And and I've seen a great ROI as a buyer of them in the past. As a customer of several of these, I think going back to the ultimate Blogger's Toolkit was maybe one of the first ones I bought. I think it's a cool way to sample a bunch of different strategies from a bunch of different content creators all at once, because everybody has their own unique perspective. Uh, You can uncover ideas that you maybe never would have come across on your own. Now, how bundle sales work for content creators is everybody donates their product to the bundle, like they're not making, you know, a prorated portion. Well, this was a hundred dollar product, and so now I'm getting a piece of this pie. Now, in exchange for that contribution, you're getting access to a broader audience. And if you do refer sales, like if you refer your own audience to the bundle sale, like I did, you get affiliate commission. And I want to say the baseline affiliate commission was forty percent, but there was a big bonus on the line for top sellers in this BC Stack promo. Now, it was an affiliate last year for the same annual bc stack and that was a successful promo but this spring dan the organizer he reached out and kind of gently forced me to contribute a product had it not been for his basically assumption that i would do it and that deadline that he had in place like look this is when this is happening probably wouldn't have got it done But it ended up being great timing because the podcast had just passed that 20 million download milestone, and I had a bunch of people reaching out about podcast marketing or podcast growth strategies, and it was a lot of stuff that I had touched on before, but never in one start-to-finish dedicated resource. So over the course of two days, I sat down and outlined and filmed the podcast growth playbook, which is structured around what I call climbing the listener pyramid, taking someone from stranger to listener, from listener to subscriber, and from subscriber to fan, and the concrete actions that you can take every step of the way as a podcast host. So I gave myself permission to just go off an outline instead of scripting out the whole thing. It's almost all screen recording, so it's not me on camera. I don't have to worry about lighting and camera setup, and honestly, it felt great. It felt like this flow state project is brain dumping all these ideas and strategies that have worked for me over the last nine years. Tech-wise, if you're curious, this was Google Docs for my outline. This was uh, screencast Omatic for the recording and very light editing that was required. And then I just uploaded the thing to my Teachable account, where I already had hosting for my other online courses. I also bought the vanity URL podplaybook.co, just to have something to mention on podcasts, podplaybook.co, if you want to go check it out. As a contributor to the BC Stack, I had two goals, really. The first was to gain new email subscribers, gain new podcast subscribers, because how it works is, you know, a bunch of people are promoting this all at once. So you get access to other people's audiences. It's a way to expand your reach in that way. And then podcast subscribers, since the course talks about side hustle show, just kind of in past, like, here's what I did. I expected to get some new listeners from that. And then once people are on the email list, I'm going to market my latest episodes to them. So kind of a one, so that was the first goal, gain okay? new email and podcast subscribers. And then the second goal was to collect testimonials for a brand new course. And that's how I positioned some of the marketing messages around the bundle. When I emailed about it, I said, Hey, I made this new course. It's regularly $97, but because I don't have any testimonials for it yet, and I want to make it a super no-brainer for you, not only can you get it for half off, but you can also get these 65 other products related to growing an online business. And I think that resonated well for people who had a podcast and you know would have been a great target customer for the podcast growth playbook course anyways. But for everyone else, it was more about selling the value of the bundle itself. Like, Hey, this thing might not be super relevant to you, but look at what else is inside. So I highlighted some of the products I was excited to check out and talked about the value of how just one new idea could create this huge ROI, which was the case for me with last year's VC stack of the 65 products that were in there. I downloaded maybe 10 of them, and one of those was on affiliate marketing. In that guide, the one of the suggestions was to underline your links. Now, for years, for years on Side Hustle Nation, I didn't have my links underlined. They were just a different color. They were in green text instead of black text or gray text or something. And that I thought that was for aesthetics. That just looks cleaner to me. I think it looks nicer on the page. It having a bunch of underlines every which way. But, you know, hey, if it's in the guide, I paid for it. Let's test it out. Let's see what happens. Let the results be the judge. And within it was almost immediately apparent, like, oh my gosh, you have left so much money on the table, you dummy, over the last, you know, five, six years since the last redesign, whatever it was. I think it was an eight percent increase in clicks, a twelve percent increase in commissions from this one little tweak that took almost no time to implement. So that was like, oh okay. I'm I'm even more sold on the power of these bundles for now, from now on. Now, how about the results from the BC stack sale so far so far have added around 350 new email subscribers people new to the side hustle nation ecosystem who have registered for the course that syncs in with active campaign through zapier teachable to zapier to active campaign and i expect that number will continue to increase cuz everybody has a couple months i want to say to go through and claim the material sign up for the individual products that were included in the bundle no testimonials for the course yet which is not unexpected since it takes some time to put this stuff into action. It's only been a couple of weeks, but I do have the ability now to reach out to those students, especially those who are progressing through the material. I'll be able to add those future testimonials to the sales page at podplaybook.co for later promotions, and I'm excited about that having another kind of evergreen digital asset in, in the toolbox in the arsenal that can go out and serve people and make money at the same time. Now, on the affiliate side of things, this promo ended up being worth over $10,000. And that's kind of the interesting trade-off is to ask the question, well, could I have sold you know, roughly 100 copies of the course as a standalone product? Maybe, but I think this may have been a more valuable way to launch it all around. There was a built-in deadline, which motivates people to take action. There was a way to reach a much bigger audience, because again, all these other Content creators and contributors are promoting it to their email lists. And there was a way to bundle it together with a bunch of products that might be a fit if the podcast growth playbook wasn't for you. But yeah, it was a little bit uncomfortable to send so many emails in one week. It was like a one week launch period. And it does come with a cost in terms of unsubscribes. Now on each promo email, I tried to include a little opt-out link that said, hey look you know if this isn't for you no worries just click here and i won't message you about that again 83 people clicked that which is good but 580 people unsubscribed over the course of these uh, five marketing messages that i sent out if you're curious again this is like very inside baseball stuff but i did send five marketing messages to promote the stack uh, monday was opening day it was like hey this thing is available tuesday i sent uh, faqs these were you know kind of like real talk i talked about how these bundle sales work. You know who it's a good fit for, and actually got some positive feedback on that message. Then waited a few days. Saturday, I sent you know, a, a message about you know the power of one new idea. I talked about that kind of you know no brainer idea. Well, you should underline your affiliate links. Okay, well, yeah, that one idea paid for the bundle many times over. Sunday morning, sent another message. Hey, this deal ends tonight. And then Sunday evening was kind of the last call email. And this was the one I debated the most about because I almost never send that, you know, last call email later in the day, you know, for fear of being annoying, but it did drive a lot of sales. And I reasoned when I'm on the receiving end of those, if it's something I'm interested in, I kind of appreciate the reminder, and if it's something I'm not interested in, I don't really care. Like I don't end up like hating the person or the company that sent me the thing. Well, the other thing that I did was say Look, officially there are no refunds for this. That's kind of the official stance. You know, all sales are final. But if you buy through my link and you think it sucks or you don't find 49 bucks worth of value in this, I'll refund you in full. Like no questions asked. I would so much rather you have your money back than feel any sort of ill will or regret. So I think that type of uh, risk reversal offer helped too. And I know other affiliates offered their own special bonus. Like last year, I did a special office hours session or something for uh, bc stack buyers but this year it was just this you know risk reversal offer hey money back guarantee if you don't like it so all in all great promotion really happy with the results and really excited to work with all the new podcast growth playbook students and help them grow their shows again pod if you want to go check it out now side note is there a side hustle opportunity here could you create a bundle sale for your own niche. Could you be the organizer of a bunch of different content creators? I think it's a cool way to insert yourself into the center of the conversation, drive a lot of excitement, help a bunch of people, and potentially make some money at the same time. And then the last project I've been kicking around is the Side Hustle Finder quiz. Lots of inspiration from my chat with Ryan Levesque in episode 508, from Scott Keller in episode 510. He had a really cool quiz as an email collector for his bird watching site. So I'm working on building that out and collecting some initial data. And kind of like Ryan said, not stressing about it being perfect, recognizing the first quiz you build doesn't have to be your last, but you do have to get it out there and see what kind of reaction it gets. Attract, diagnose, prescribe was the framework there. Again, go check out episode 508 with Ryan for more on that, the power of these quiz funnels. Hope to have an update for you in the Q3 version of this uh, episode. Some business and lifestyle stuff that happened this quarter, sold a bunch of stuff out of our garage, a couple old bikes, a coffee machine, some random extra faucet that we had. In total, getting paid to declutter over $700 uh, in income from those sales, which funded a couple things. First, it funded some new garage shelving, which was a project that Bryn spearheaded, and that was really rewarding, and um, it was cool to add some more efficient storage to the garage. And second, a new mountain bike for me. This is my new toy. I found it secondhand on OfferUp, probably my favorite purchase of the quarter. Very gently used, if it was used at all, and it's been getting some good mileage so far. Our new place is really close to this awesome mountain bike park called Doothy Hill. It's out in Sammamish, Washington, if anybody is like local. And my old crappy like hybrid bike from Target, it just felt like it was gonna fall apart every time. I'm trying to chase my kid down these hills. It's like, hey, you know, it's making all this noise. So we like to go out there and do some laps, uh, especially my oldest and I, who, by the way, is now a kindergarten graduate. How crazy is that? You know, I, you know, 2016, he was born, you know, just a completely different stage of life now. But I'm so proud of him. He's learned so much this year. We rode bikes to school almost every day, despite the dreary Seattle weather. And it's just really cool to see him sponging up all these new skills. Like yesterday, you know, grandpa taught him to play chess. And, you know, my sister-in-law was like, Wait, you know, just last week he was playing checkers. When did he learn to play chess? Like, oh, like that was just three hours ago. But this quarter also saw the first Side Hustle Nation meetups in at least two years. The first one was in Orlando for PodFest and then in Boise for Craft and Commerce. It was awesome. It was just so fulfilling to be able to meet with some of the readers, listeners, and podcast guests face to face, in some cases for the first time. Talk shop it gives me a lot of energy, it gives me a lot of motivation to keep going. And then conference-wise, both of these events uh, were new to me, but I'd heard good things about them. I wanted to break out of the FinCon bubble a little bit. Now, I'm specifically going to these to learn new strategies, to network, to figure out you know what's working for other people, to connect with potential guests, and to find other shows to potentially be a guest on. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. On the reading list this quarter, my top two reads were The Gap and the Gain. Had tip to Conrad Diaz for the recommendation there. And Total Recall, which is the Arnold Schwarzenegger autobiography. So first up, The Gap and the Gain. This is by Dan Sullivan In the book, he argues or points out that happy people often live 10 plus years longer than unhappy people, which is an incredible stat. And so he goes into detail on, well, how do you get happier in that case? And he says there's really two ways that people tend to look at this in terms of how they measure their personal worth and progress. He's like, you can measure yourself against an ideal future state, which puts you in what he calls the gap, or you can measure against your starting point, which puts you in the gain. So rather than measuring against yourself uh, as against some future ideal, and he you know, picks on Thomas Jefferson and the De- Declaration of Independence, like we're ingrained, at least in America, with you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It puts happiness up on this pedestal as this ideal to be achieved, but kind of always in constant pursuit of. And he says, you're going to be better off. You're going to be happier. You're going to be more confident. You're going to feel more successful if you measure backwards by measuring your progress against uh, where you were before. How were you doing yesterday, last week, last year, five years ago, and you often find now you're in the gain instead of focusing on, well, I still have so much farther to go. Now, one quick exercise or habit that Dan Sullivan argued baking into your daily routine was writing down three daily wins. And this is the most effective way, he says, to stay out of the gap. Like you do this consistently, you're always gonna feel like you're winning, like you're making progress, This is kind of um, similar to a habit that's baked into my progress journal. Where it's okay, what are my top three priorities for the next day? If I can tick those off, then I feel like I am winning the day. And then after you have written down your three wins for the day, write down your three wins for tomorrow. Lather, rinse, and repeat. I like that exercise. Another one that he recommended was creating a simple filter that you can use to assess decisions. Like, what projects am I going to take on? Is this a revenue-generating activity as it relates to your side hustle. In my case, a lot of decisions are run through the framework of, does this make life simpler or more complex? Or related to some health decisions, like, what would my ideal self do in this situation? Would I eat the donut? Would I pass on the donut? Something like that. So what's that simple filter that you can uh, create to assess every decision uh, that you make? Make life easier, reduce that decision fatigue a little bit. So really liked The Gap and The Gain. Again, thanks to Conrad for the recommendation there. Next up was Total Recall. This was recommended to me by a friend at FinCon. I can totally see why she recommended it. It's a great read for entrepreneurs. And fun fact, I didn't know this. Arnold was a millionaire before really any of his Hollywood leading roles. He had this mail order business selling bodybuilding products. He had some real estate investments in California and that gave him this veto power over what projects he took on, and really only saying yes to the ones that in his mind would advance his career in some meaningful way he wrote quote, "I could afford to say no with the income from my businesses I didn't need money from acting end quote that's a really powerful position to be in, and I think one that we can all aspire to in our own life in our own businesses at the end of the book, he describes himself as a businessman who makes a living as an action hero, a tremendously disciplined super achiever who hasn't always been disciplined enough, referencing his infidelity, a fitness expert who loves cigars, an environmentalist who drives a Hummer. And I found that refreshing, like not trying to sugarcoat some of these less PC decisions, recognizing that we're all full of contradictions. and when you try and pigeonhole people, you're probably missing at least part of the story. But the reason this is a great read for entrepreneurs, a few different things and themes stood out to me. First up was reps, reps, reps like put in the practice, he talks about this over and over again, putting in the work in the gym, training some you know very specific muscle group well it's really only a matter of putting in the reps, becoming the best on the movie set he talks about, You know, practicing these stunts over and over and over again so you can get it right when the cameras are rolling. And then when he was in political office as the governor of California, you know, putting in these reps, you know, practicing these emergency preparedness drills, figuring out, you know, what needs to happen in what order. And I think it's the same thing in podcasting, in blogging or freelancing, you know, it's practicing your craft. It's getting 1% better each time out there. The second thing was goals. Arnold was a big goal setter, putting out these. You know, sometimes what might seem like audacious goals, and then just putting the blinders on like, look, that's that's where I'm going. That's the destination. And being super disciplined about that, saying no to the things that aren't going to get you there. Brian Johnson on the show last year talked about making decisions and not sacrifices to get there. It didn't even feel like, you know, I was sacrificing all this other stuff because that's, it didn't serve my decision. It didn't serve my goal. Uh, the other thing was feedback and focus groups. He talked about going to the advanced screenings for his movies to get, audience feedback, see what they liked, see what they didn't like before it was too late to make any changes. In our businesses, we collect all sorts of data, but you know, what action do we take as a result? So the combination of collecting feedback from people who matter, like your core audience, and, but then acting on that. Okay, well, what do we, what decisions do we make as a result? Number four is related to marketing. He wrote, no matter what you do in life, selling is part of it. Whenever I finished filming a movie, I felt my job was only half done. Every film had to be nurtured in the marketplace. You can have the greatest movie in the world, but if you don't get it out there, if people don't know about it, you have nothing. People can be great poets, great writers, geniuses in the lab, but you can do the finest work, and if people don't know, you have nothing. End quote. This is always the hard part for me. I tend to like the creation part more than the selling part, especially with my own self-published books, as an example. I just spent all this time and energy creating this great product, and now I gotta figure out how to market it too. But no matter what you do in life, selling is part of it. He spent a lot of effort, you know, really traveling the world to promote his work, both in bodybuilding and in the movie business. So I think that was a big takeaway for me. Fifth was an interesting note on opportunity costs. He wrote, if I got elected, he's talking about running for governor of California, if I got elected, I'd have to forego two movies a year at $20 million or more each, plus spend millions of my own money on personal expenses that would not be tax deductible. It wasn't a stretch to say that the total cost to me over two terms would be more than $200 million. So it's like, um, obviously he didn't need the money, right? So it's not, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to forego, you know, it's not going to be a huge change to my lifestyle per se in terms of income, but like, okay, that's the opportunity cost. Like I got to really want this. I got to really think I can make an impact in some meaningful way to the direction of this state. If I'm going to forego $200 million of potential opportunity cost income. Now to turn it around for side hustlers, like right for every new project you take on, well, what's the opportunity cost? What won't you be able to do as a result? Those, you know, I'll speak firsthand. Those shiny objects can be, enticing, but be aware of what else you could be doing with that time. And then finally, it's the journey is the destination. Arnold writes, I'm always comparing life to a climb, not just because there's struggle, but also because I find at least as much joy in the climbing as in reaching the top. My definition of living is to have excitement always. That's the difference between living and existing. So how do we live with excitement, working on projects that we care about, with people we care about, that serve others, that make the world a better place? Here is to living with more excitement. The journey is the destination. There's joy in the climb, not just in reaching the top. I will link up both those books along with all the other resources mentioned in the show notes for this episode. You can follow the link in the episode description of your podcast app. You'll pop right over there. But how did the quarter shape up for you? you have any wins to share, big or small, you can leave me a voicemail like Deontay Bonner did at SideHustleNation.com wins.
1: My name is Deontay. I'm a copywriter and conversion consultant at DeontayBonner.com. My win this week is a little twofold. I've been studying Dan Kennedy and Russell Brunson this week. And so I decided to take what I've been learning and apply it. And so I created a package of helping a company better understand their message to market match Based off of that, I would do a conversion consult and then write a bunch of new copy for them, landing page, ad copy, a bunch of headlines for $1,500 just to create some income. And within about an hour, someone jumped on that offer. And so I said, okay, well, what else could I create? Let me try to see if I can get someone to pay me to create their funnel. And about an hour after that, someone said that they would allow for me to create their funnel. Um, I said I charged $3,000. And they said, perfect, here we go. Um, Let's get started. And so I created about $4,500 worth of income just by taking what I learned and applied it. And the biggest impact on me is just that when we apply our knowledge, we can create conversions and that it can be life-changing both for us and the people that we're serving. And so thanks again for letting me share. I look forward to hearing other stories.
0: Big thanks to Theante for sharing. Way to take action. If you would like to be featured in an upcoming win of the week, head on over to com slash wins to record your message. And big thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring this week. Go ahead and start your 30-day free trial of the number one invoicing and accounting solution for freelancers and side hustlers everywhere at FreshBooks.com slash hustle. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're finding value in the show, the greatest compliment is to share it with a friend. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where we're talking about how to make money writing online, but without clients and without setting up a blog of your own. I'll see you then. Hustle on.